So, we recorded this episode several weeks ago, and since yeah. then, the world has really changed a lot. Yes, it's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not much else to say, really. It's, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, things are, things are crazy. Yeah. Um, but Brady and I want to su- suggest and really ask you all to social distance. We practice that. When we recorded this several weeks ago, social distancing wasn't a thing. Right. Um, so there's a guest in this upcoming episode. Uh, at the time we were together, now we no longer record uh, together in the same room. We're all like several hours apart. Well, by all, we don't I, even we don't yeah. even like we don't even all like each other. Anymore, so. <laughs> right. But you know. Um, yeah. But yeah. So we we record separately. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So don't, uh, you know, don't go, oh, well, they're, uh, you know, they're sitting across the table from each other. No. Right. No, I've never even been in Pete's house. I don't know <laughs> right. what kind of yeah. things go on in there. Um, you the don't, you thing, don't want to know. The other thing is uh, this episode was recorded the same day that we recorded our 50th episode, our right. Titanic review. Yep. Um, during which audio mm, sucked. Yeah. Um, Just, and, yeah. uh, and so because this was filmed, uh, filmed, recorded mm-hmm. pretty much right after that, um, yeah. the same audio issues apply. Right. Um, yep. So that sucks, and we're sorry. We did. It, it's been cleaned up and fixed a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but there's actually only so much you can do. Right. Um, but the content's really good. It is. This is a really good episode. I think. Yeah, uh, it is. We we kind of get into like a throat slashing <laughs> debate. Um, <laughs> Yeah. You know, in which Pete brings some weak arguments, but that's, you know, that's, hey. it, it is what it is. Depends you know, on your sometimes, perspective. Sometimes you got to throw a guy under the bus. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, enjoy the episode. Right. Sorry about the audio and stop hanging out with each yeah. other. Social distancing. We got to do it. We're all in this together. Yeah. Ha- hashtag, hashtag be a loner. <laughs> Episode 51, commence! Or 50, part B. What is that? Your kettle is so loud. Also, Can everyone hear that in the background? Happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. For the to next me. 61 minutes. I yeah. represent all women. And this isn't airing, to be clear, on International no, Women's Day. No, it's been like a month at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. it still is relevant. I'm not going to listen then. But to Ooh. those of us... She doesn't... She, yeah. yeah. Uh, to the, but... To those of you who represent women out there, women or not, to those, to those of you who just represent women, happy Women's Day. Yeah, happy. We 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 mostly represent the Lollipop Guild, but that's yeah. I don't you got that you, right? No. If what? you're about to start an argument, about you don't get that. Where's International Men's Day? You can go home now. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't get that. No. Wizard of Oz, we represent the oh, Lollipop Guild. It's been years since I've watched it in full. We wish to welcome you to Munchkinland. That's no? the Wizard of Oz, yes? Yeah. That's the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Pete's getting up and walking away. Emily? When I saw the Wizard of Oz live, I was handed a lollipop during that scene. What is happening to the beginning of this episode? Welcome to another episode of the Movie Men podcast. Yes. 
This episode's gonna he be... He is making me a cup of tea because yeah. his basement is ridiculously cold and I cannot continue on Pete, without it. Pete. So thank you, Pete. Pete's been, uh, as a result of, um, of our current level of Patreon support, <laughs> Pete hasn't been able to pay the heating bill. <laughs> Um, when we live in Canada and it's so cold. Today is the first day of daylight savings. Yes. And for those of you in other countries, we are in. We're currently in forty-two different countries. So thank you, everyone, of that. That's pretty cool. That's odd. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're officially in Lithuania, <laughs> which is also Lithuania. cool. That's not a song. It is. Is it? I don't know. Um, someone, someone is someone from Lithuania, based on the numbers, is avidly listening to the show. Nice. Uh, my last name is Alashevskis, so that that's that's my 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 home country is representing. Represent, represent, and so uh, welcome. So, what's this episode about? This episode is about um, Pete's delusions and <laughs> my delusions. No, this episode is about the greatest film of all time. And and evangelizing that to those who need salvation. Mm. Um, we just recently reviewed. Uh, what happens to me if I judge you the loser of this debate? Then mm. I am I going straight to hell? You're not getting a ride. Home. I'm I'm I not am not getting a ride. Home. <laughs> <laughs> I am sleeping on this bed right I here behind like, me. I feel yeah. like Pete in this is very a, cold basement. Yeah. I yeah. feel like either yeah, one of two things is happening. <laughs> Pete either just lost the the debate before it began yeah or uh or... just so you know not getting right home could possibly be a luxury for me which means which means Ooh. i would i would get my first full night's sleep in years in years yes yeah. i also think that it would be funny because i would definitely just go to your place and crawl into bed with aaron <laughs> and you wouldn't notice till for a few days uh, aaron you can get up with the baby aaron this is and I Aaron doesn't listen to the podcast because no. he's a dick. So I feel sure. like I can I can safely say this. Okay. I was I've only shared a bed with Aaron a couple of times on like different trips. Interesting. We were in New York. Mm. And I don't know like it was the girls had a hotel room and the sure. guys had a hotel room. Okay. And I don't know to what extent Aaron thought I was his wife in the middle of the night, but he was holding me pretty intensely. Um, and I, I was, I see, I was rather, but he paid for the hotel room. So I didn't feel like I was in a position to really yeah. complain. At some point you got to just put up with it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so there's that. <laughs> Interesting. Aaron, Aaron's, Aaron's, I have heard this feeling. story from so many different people. Yes. Mm. And that's just it. Is, is the hotel manager, Carl, the hotel. Oh, Carl, who's been on the show several times and who mm -hmm. I also keep throwing under the bus and calling a dick. Yep. And he's called me out on that. And he's like, man, you like to air your dirty laundry on that. And I'm like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Carl. Carl has also shared a bed with Aaron. And Carl has said, <laughs> I think I, I think there was like something poking my leg. Like, I don't know. This is, it was weird. So Aaron, Aaron likes to snuggle in bed a lot. He's... Uh, Aaron's a touchy-feely guy, which is good. I, like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think you need to go, like if you're going into that situation, you need to go into it knowing that someone's going to be spooning up to you all night. This is not how I thought the episode would go. No. Yeah. 51. This, 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 is, this, is, this is what the second half of 100 looks like. Ooh. It's all downhill. Ooh. Yeah. So anyways, 
I, let's debate. My, let's my, debate. My thoughts yeah. are that Titanic is the greatest film of all time. Not necessarily okay. my favorite. I sure. would say definitely top five. Okay. I haven't narrowed down. My top five, I have narrowed down to five. Hmm. Conveniently. That's typically. Yeah. yeah. And, and okay. these, these are my in... My top five, I have narrowed th- down. These, these, are, <laughs> these are in no particular... <laughs> Well, these these are in no particular order, but sure. these are the five films okay. that, uh, if I if I could only take five films to a, a desert, desert island. island, these are the five that need to come. Sure. Jurassic Park, or 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 if I could only preserve five films for mm-hmm. the alien race yep. to rebuild, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, Titanic. Sure. Sound of Music. I'm with you. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I guess best anime, best Disney princess movie. Yeah, yeah. first first full length animated film. First full length. Yeah, that's correct. Do you um, know what the second is? Prince Charming doesn't even have a name. His name is Prince Charming. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, so Check he has out. a name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one, and I get that I'm not in the like. I get that this isn't everyone's mm-hmm. cup mm-hmm. of tea. Yeah. Uh, but Edward Scissorhands. Just because I love the story, I love what it stands for. Sure. I love the message of, and I think that if we have an alien race mm. that we are mm. we are trying to get a message to, yeah. it's the importance of not discriminating against and not shutting out the things that we don't understand. It's a story right. about being yep. inclusive of of others and accepting and, and accepting of and celebrating of, differences of our differences. Yeah. yeah, is is really what that film is about. Mm-hmm. And the fifth one, and this is cheating, I recognize that, but the fifth one would be uh, the three Back to the Future films. Okay. Back to the Future as a... I was one. I, you hadn't mentioned them, and I was really thinking you were going to skip them. And this is strong, because this is me. Yeah. This is me saying yes. that Titanic yes. makes it into this list, into the Save the Human Race list, yeah. before any film that has Batman in it, Wow. or mention of a Jedi or a lightsaber. Which Fair is enough. almost You're, blasphemy. I'm, I'm acknowledging for this me, is for a me. sacrifice it's for me. It's a big deal. This is tough. And only one of them are Tim Burton films. So that's another, wow. you know. <laughs> but they should all be Tim Burton films. T- t- Tim Burton's Titanic would be, you know, so, really oh, awful. It would be a terrible horrible. film. Yeah, no. So I, I've got some groundwork I want to lay out here. Okay. Because I I'm, I'm, I very much like want to lay this out so I'm not misunderstood. But... Stating Titanic is the best film ever made. And just for the audience, I am appearing to looking at Emily because she is kind of the judge. Em- Emily's thing. here to moderate. Emily is. is here to to decide <laughs> who's how crazy and who's not. our friendship proceeds. There's there's a lot there's oh. a lot on the line here. <laughs> anyway, stating Titanic is the best film ever made, or even that it's in like the top You're three. You're reading this off a of, you have oh, you the, actually yeah. he's got like a written thing. Type yeah. A. So even that it's in the top five is to me just a projection of a very subjective opinion that I don't think you can hold up in a, like a legitimate debate. I think you will lose this stance and this isn't personal. I'm just saying you will lose it. Maybe not here, but in the living rooms across the nation, <laughs> but or for the just, rest of your life or just of the people that are listening to this show. What I will admit is that Titanic, the 1997 version is a fantastic film. It's a brilliant film. It's 99.9% flawless. I'd even go as far to say is it's a masterpiece. 
Because do you know what the original historical definition of a masterpiece is? Yeah, it's a piece that you it's it's your your when you're an apprentice mm -hmm. and you are looking to graduate past apprenticeship and yep. become the master yep. you you whether you're like a woodworker mm -hmm. this would be you would your your prized piece the piece of your career that says everything uh, and and, de and, de and demonstrates your Mona Lisa that demonstrates all of your skill mm -hmm. that is your master piece well if, done young Padawan. as a craftsman it projects you from being a novice it's the qualification that makes you an acknowledged master. So you're saying this is James This Cameron's is James Cameron's masterpiece because he was a sci-fi director. He was fine. He was adequate. But this is what really catapulted he did, him to he the next like level. He had like T2. T2 was like a... a that a, film, so good. I'm just saying. It's amazing. Compared to Titanic, though. Oh, compared to, ti like, compared to Titanic. That's like one of the only instances I can recall. Sorry, I'm going for yes. Terminator because... Yes. Sequels usually suck in comparison <laughs> to the original, but that but is that the one exception. Hmm. So, side note. I feel with this, the burden of proof, I feel my point is easier to prove. And it's harder for Brady to prove his point. Because my approach here is I'm an agnostic. I acknowledge, sorry, well, I acknowledge that 100%. I'm an, I'm an agnostic. I'm not saying it's so much easier for me to say it's any of the other multitudes of movies on this earth. But it's just not Titanic. I'm not an atheist saying there is no best movie. I'm just saying it's impossible for us to know. Hmm. Well, a Titanic atheist? Is that... <laughs> no, Titanic he's agnostic. Saying, he's not... He's okay. saying he, he doesn't... Yeah. So I don't have a top five, but some of the movies that I will reference in our discussion are some of my top movies. But I, actually, in all seriousness, your top five movies are pretty legit. Okay. Yeah. How how do we dive into this? I feel like you just did. I feel like that was your opening statement. Yeah, where do you want to take it? Okay, so my opening statement. Please. I acknowledge uh, <laughs> that my position in this debate... Actually, can I just stop for you? Do you know how many... Sh like, you know the cliche meme of, like, you having an argument in your head in the shower and, like, planning it out? Do you know how many showers I've had thinking about this debate? I've... I've... Do you know how many times I've pictured you while in the shower showering thinking about this debate zero is my guess it's pretty it's yeah it's <laughs> one if any yeah okay yeah. continue uh, um i'm no my train of thought is gone now no uh so i fully acknowledge that my position in this debate mm -hmm. is one considerably more difficult than yours for sure um i think it's easier to prove i think it's easier to disprove something than it is to prove something and I think it's easier to, I think it's it's um, very easy to argue the stance of, well, we just don't know. Well, sure. well, well but that is your opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's for those reasons yep. that I have a uh, possible firm ground to stand on. Yep. Um, because your answer... Uh, your stance mm -hmm. is such a generic, easy throwaway stance. It's a non-stance. It's a non-stance. Mm. Um, so it's so it's so it's a very kind of uh, it's a, it's a blanket answer. It's a you know mm. it's a whatever. Right. Um, I'm 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 not looking for you. I'm hoping okay. for you not to debate. debate. I'm hoping for you not to debate mm -hmm. the notion that. It's impossible for us to know which one 
is. And I'm not even necessarily looking for you to debate which movie is. Okay. My debate is going to be the reasons why Titanic is the greatest film. Okay. I'm hoping yep. that your debate will be the reasons why it's not. Mm. You might be disappointed. Okay. Because when I watch this movie, I, I don't have problems with this movie. What my debate more is about is I've picked other movies that I think are more likely the best movie ever made. Okay. And I'm telling you why I think those Perfect. movies and are the best. Perfect. And I wanted to ask and that's fine. if you don't think Titanic is the greatest film yeah, ever made. Yeah, which one do you Which ones do What you... is the greatest film right. ever made in Pete's opinion? Yeah. yeah. Because my question would be Right. Or or my my thoughts would be if I believe that Titanic is the greatest film ever made. Mm -hmm. And your stance is <laughs> it could be. Right. But we'll never know. But we'll never well, but know. But we'll never know. Then Yeah. That, then that that's kind of a vote and a half for Titanic <laughs> right. out of two, yeah. right? So so at that point, Titanic wins. If I'm saying yes, yeah. absolutely, and you go eh, maybe, maybe, yeah, then for sure. then it wins. Yeah, then then you know you're just you just haven't gotten there yet. But don't worry, <laughs> stick with it. Okay, so I'm curious sure. if Titanic is not the greatest film of all time. Sure, <laughs> it is. But if it's not, <laughs> then then what is? Sure. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you like a list of like here are the five movies. I'm going to tell you category by category why this one is, and you'll you'll see where I'm going with okay. this one. So why an argument that I'd make that is the greatest movie of all time based on the category of being most influential and groundbreaking in the history of cinema and creating film. Star Wars episode four. Potentially, but no. I mumbled. Not not star. Yeah, she said Star Wars. She okay. mumbled. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this movie is deemed by many the greatest film ever made. Uh, also, from people such as and the company you keep. So, like, so help me God, if you say Top Gun, I will <laughs> fly over this table. Yeah. So Top Gun, no. Uh, I believe it's important the company you keep. So if someone like Martin Scorsese, someone like Steven Spielberg. Someone like the American Film Institute all consent that, yes, this is the greatest film ever made. I think Citizen Kane is the best movie ever made. Um, specifically for how influential and groundbreaking it was, uh, the editing and camera positioning that the... <laughs> what are you typing over there? He's typing why Titanic is the best movie oh. ever made. <laughs> so... It's, Why Titanic is better than Citizen Kane. He's looking up he's looking arguments. Up. Well, let me just tell you this. This movie predates Titanic by a lot. So yeah, 1941. 1941 uh, the editing and camera positioning that they used was revolutionary. Um, <laughs> but even for being a movie so old, it conveys a very interesting, fascinating human story, but still on a personal level. And just how groundbreaking it was for its technical achievements. I think it's... I would put Citizen Kane ahead of Titanic. It's good. It's an incredible movie. It is. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm, 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 I'm not okay. even going to delve into the fact that James Cameron did not write, direct, and star in Titanic. And Orson Welles did with Citizen Kane. I, mean, I won't even go there. I mean... Because it's apples and oranges. I mean, James Cameron wrote and directed it. He just didn't star in it. I mean, James Cameron as Leo, or as Jack Dawson, would have been... I think he could have pulled it off. Interesting. He sold himself short. Because he does end up marrying... Uh, I don't um, even know what James Cameron looks like. James Cameron is married to the actress who played Rose's granddaughter. 
<laughs> as a result of oh. like they kept it completely professional during the thing but sure. on like the last day of shooting he like asked Guess for her what? number or whatever yeah Interesting. so now they're married now, happily married yeah and they're a cute couple and they punched out a couple of kids yeah who got married as a result of citizen kane no uh. i'm just kidding that's <laughs> such a weak argument no no but it's valid okay so uh citizen kane is an incredible movie sure um there's nothing in citizen kane uh like C- citizen kane is very well written yep um the acting in it is yeah, it's 1940s acting sure it's not you know by today's standards you wouldn't it's different you wouldn't look at it and go oh oscar right like it's right from for, from an acting standpoint sure um from a production standpoint um, like, like this movie's strong point mm-hmm. is its story right. and its portrayal of the story. Yep. Not so much its production. But it, how, it, how it, it's filmed, like, yeah, but the, the features that they but, use. But, but there, there was no, like, I wouldn't say they faced that they, it, that they had to overcome any crazy challenges in order to make this movie, um, or, or pioneer any new crazy um that's fair film techniques right like yeah. like when george lucas said there's nobody out there right now who is capable of doing what i want to do with star wars right i need to create so i'll create ilm i'll create industrial light and magic right because no one else is capable of these special effects so i just need to make my own effects company mm-hmm. that was that's groundbreaking that's true um yeah. and i don't think citizen kane does that no it's 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 very strong yep Citizen Kane, I don't think, because because so much of Citizen Kane... Have you seen Citizen Kane, Emily? No. no okay. I haven't. Um, Sorry. No, that's okay. That, that might not go well category. for me. That's okay. But, but I know of it. I yeah. think Citizen Kane mm-hmm. would work almost equally as well, because we're talking about best film. Sure. Not best story. Nope. Not best whatever, yep. right? I think Citizen Kane almost works equally as well as a really good book. Titanic wouldn't have the same impact. I feel like you could read Citizen Kane, a novelization of Citizen Kane, and really be moved and impacted in all the same ways because it's the story and it's the dialogue that's, that really you know, drives that movie home. Whereas Titanic, you, you, you just, if, if you were to re- read a book of Titanic, you lose the scale. Mm-hmm. Mm. You lose the imagery. You lose, um, you lose the music. I, I will actually acknowledge what you're saying, like, and accept it. Because the, the Citizen Kane soundtrack, like, I'm not weeping at the end of it, or it's not taking me on a roller coaster. It's iconic. It's a well-known soundtrack, but, but it's not. But. The one thing I will say is just the span of time from 1941 to 1997. I'm just saying the more groundbreaking of the two and how much Orson Welles pushed the limits with what he did with that movie. It's hard to compare apples and oranges because he didn't overcome as much as far as like he he didn't need to build a ship. He didn't need to do anything grandiose to film this movie. But in some ways, if you look at comparative movies from that time, it was grandiose in its own way. So I'll agree but slightly disagree with okay. what you're saying. So, so, but my question would be... Sure. 
of the two yep. that could be that could sacrifice the least by being turned into a novel instead? Is it Titanic or is it Citizen Kane? I don't know because there's a few iconic scenes like that I, I picture from Citizen Kane because I get what you're yeah, saying. I'm not disagreeing that Citizen Kane is a better story. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a better film. I don't know if I can argue that because there's a few iconic scenes that I can't picture transitioning effectively to a book. Okay. So I, I don't know if I can answer that. And I mean, it, and it's tough because I mean, you have to remember too, like people go, like you would say, you could say the same thing about Jurassic Park. You would say, sure. I can't see translating that into a novel. Well, it started out as a novel. Out as a, right. Right. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, um, uh, I guess that's, that's argument number one. And we need to unfortunately turn it over to Emily. Yeah. <laughs> she sips her tea. <laughs> it looks, it looks as how much do I want to ride home? <clears throat> So, so point number one, yeah. Citizen Kane, a movie that's oh, that's but it's not an, fair because I haven't you haven't seen, seen it. it. But yeah. it's 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 it's, I mean, you've got the arguer of of that standpoint, kind of agreeing with some of my my points, mm -hmm. um, and and like I said, better story for sure. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're debating. We're debating better film. Yeah. So maybe perhaps. The, I'm gonna the, the one last thing I want to say in my last defense. In interviews with Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese and the likes, do they sit and say, what James Cameron did with Titanic has influenced my work? Or do they sit in an interview saying what Orson Welles did to the industry shaped how we make our work today i don't know because i haven't seen either interview i well, haven't i'm telling I, you right now that's what they've said and do you know for certain that they haven't said that about titanic um or I just don't, not in the interviews you've seen i think we're at a victim of time for that because we need more time to la like the directors who are chilled who are our age watching titanic when it came out need a few more years to grow before they become the influenced generation right so you're saying citizen kane shaped the hollywood industry yes the filmmaking industry hmm. i don't know that that like i think that comes down to what you consider to be the most important factors when deciding what is the greatest movie ever made is it influence in in the real world or is it just your experience while watching the film mm. so like you said apples and oranges so i i i might have to give this one to brady because i do think that titanic has more categories that are just outstanding Okay. Uh, not having seen Citizen Kane, but I do think a lot more effort would have gone into the filming of Titanic, and they did knock those things that were difficult out of the park. That's fair. So I'll put one notch on the belt for Brady. Yeah. Spielberg. This is a quote from Spielberg. Okay. Leo wouldn't have been talked about so much had Titanic not been such a Titanic phenomenon. I think Titanically, Titanic actually kept Leo from working, and I think right now he's reborn. He's going to start working, right? Yeah, whatever. But he says, he says, like Steven Spielberg acknowledges Titanic as a gargantuan phenomenon. For sure. Cool. All right. Hit me with another 
I'm more, one, I'm more on the business of counter arguments. For sure, for sure. This one's a little less debatable. It's more just if you find this in agreement of how significant it is. So I'm going to go the angle of most financially successful. Because as we alluded to, Titanic is the third highest grossing film of all time. But it's important to compare apples with apples and oranges with oranges. So I'm saying that Gone with the Wind is the most financially successful film in box office history because it's the number one earning film adjusted to inflation. Adjusted to inflation, it's number one. And bear in mind, it's still number one even without, unlike Titanic, even without having 17 re-releases in 3D, 100th anniversary, James Cameron's defined director's cut, Blu-ray release. It's a Tuesday, so we have another edition coming out. <laughs> How many times has Titanic just soaked that sponge dry and still gone with the wind as number one adjusted to inflation as far as financial earnings? That's what I would say about that. Okay. Um, I'm just Googling something here. Yeah, for sure. Google is a fancy tool. It is. Doesn't it make you feel smarter than you actually are? This episode was brought to you not by Google. I wish it was. Gone with the wind. Um, so, okay. <laughs> okay, so yes. So adjusting for inflation. Yep. Titanic has more, or has, has Gone with the Wind is the higher grossing film. Yes. Followed by Avatar, which yeah. is a flaming piece of shit. <laughs> it sure is. Total fluke. Lapse in judgment of the human race. Sure. Uh, and then Titanic. Yeah. And I I don't think anyone's arguing. Two of those I, I mean, being James Cameron. Two of them, I, I, two being, of them James being James Cameron. Cameron. And, and, Ironically. And, and someone out there may argue. I, I think it's a small selective group who's arguing that Avatar is a better film than Titanic. Sure. And I, I, I'd go in the ring with them any day. Like not a, not even just a debate. Like actually, do you have? Fight. Can you pull up the numbers there? What is adjusted for inflation? Yep. What is the box office difference between Titanic and Gone with the Wind? Uh, about seven hundred million. Okay. So, Titanic. Mm -hmm. Has had how many releases? Seventy-two by my count. Seventy-two by your count. No, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, I think. I think it's just theatrical runs. It's had two. It came out in ninety-seven, and then in two thousand twelve, it had a re-release in three D. Potentially, yeah, I'm fairly certain there was not just the two. Okay. Any more than that. Gone with the Wind mm -hmm. was, rele was released in 1930. What is it? What's the date? 39. 39. And then again in 47. Yep. And then again in 54. Yep. And then again in 61. For sure. And again in 71. Yep. And again in 74. Yep. And again in 89. Sure. And again in 98. Yep. So it's had eight re-releases, nine releases altogether. Sure. Versus two releases for Titanic. Okay. And Gone with the Wind has also had like 30 or 30, 60 extra years of box office over the course of eight re-releases. I, I, you're not wrong, but I'd argue 
in the 90s, and I'm not trying to be sexist, I, forgive me for what I'm about to say, but in the late <laughs> 90s, teenage girls across the nation weren't going, I want my copy of Calm with the Wind. They were saying, I want my copy of Titanic because I love Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I feel at some point, yes, it's been available for these 60 years, but at some point it kind of tapered but, off. But here's the thing. In order for it to reach where it is... Titanic or Gone Gone with the Wind? In order for Gone with the Wind to meet the 700 million more than than where it's at. Sure. That means that each time it Mm re-released... It had a new audience. It had a new audience. It had whatever. And it only, each time, it only had to make 87 and a half million. Potential, potentially, each time it re-released, it didn't get a new audience. Like when it's been released oh, in sure the forties, like we're not talking like that's still the same generation that's seeing it. No, because the first generation who went to see it are dead. That's not true. No. Oh, it's mostly true. The people who went to go see Gone with the Wind as a teenager in nineteen thirty-nine are seeing it. In are 45. not the people who are seeing it in ninety-eight? Of course not. No. I'm, I'm not saying it's just one generation, but a lot of these dates that you released are the same people that are seeing it. Saying, oh, sure. Grandma, let's go back in the car and let's go see that Gone sure. with the Wind again. But, okay, but still, mm-hmm. each time it only this made... This is in a eight... time when there, were no, there was no way to play a movie in your home. Right. Mm. Right, which means, yeah, you, we didn't have home video. Right. But the counter-argument to that is Titanic has home video revenue in its overall worldwide gross that's not included in box office box office is theaters only this is i don't think this is box office this is just worldwide gross okay well so but but since but since then gone with the wind has been probably remastered on on like it would have been on vhs it would have been on laser disc it would have been on (laughs) laser disc on um dvd it would have been on blu-ray it's probably now on 4k right so, so I guess you're so I you're saying my point about Titanic having the advantages of additional releases is negated, but it's still. It's, I, I'm saying it had it had seven less re-releases than your film, right? Okay. And 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 so yes, it's had the advantage of a re-release, yep, but not near as many as Gone with the Wind. Yeah. In a time. Don't you think if Titanic had re-released that many times, it would have just... Yeah, so here's, here's the question. If, t- the if Titanic... Like, we're sitting here right now. We just finished the Titanic episode. Sure. And everyone's um, take on this was, if this thing ends up in the theater, mm-hmm. bet your ass I'm going to buy a ticket. <laughs> For sure. Right? If Gone with the Wind shows up in the theater tomorrow, I'm, 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 not, really, I'm not really interested. Have you seen it? No. But but right. that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that I wouldn't go out and watch it. Right. I I'd maybe watch it at home. Yep. But I have no interest in seeing it in theaters. Sure. Right. And yeah. So so I guess yeah. So Emily poses a great question. So the question is, if Titanic okay. had had mm-hmm. over the next sixty years, mm-hmm. if Titanic had has has eight more or seven more re-releases, okay. do you? Do you truly believe that it wouldn't make up 700 million over the course of those seven re-releases? 
I, you know, I guess that's a question potentially. That's only a hundred million per re-release, which nowadays is chump change. I guess my point is, I'm not looking into the future. I'm just saying what movie is more financially successful today, International Women's Day. Right. But again, so I would say, what's more accurate is I want to see what was what was Gone with the Winds profit money after only one re-release after it had been released in the theater twice right how much money had it made right and if that's more than titanic which i kind of kind of doubt it is Mm -hmm. just because it's titanic and it was the after after one release Mm -hmm. it held the title of highest grossing film for like what was it 12 years or something it was while right yeah 15 years yeah but I'd argue this is apples and oranges because, like, again, how this movie was advertised and the climate that it came out in. Like, of course, a movie coming out in modern day celebrated as much about something like Titanic, something with Leonardo DiCaprio, something with Kate Winslet. Of course, it's going to do better in a shorter amount of time compared to 1939 when Twitter didn't exist, when the Internet didn't exist, when film going wasn't the same twitter, as it was now twitter didn't exist in 97 i'm not saying it was but like the modern day equivalents of whatever the 90s were how the social media pop culture there was no social media in 97. i don't know why i said social media pop culture mtv okay those things did exist so so i don't know if you know this sure um and it's but it's well documented okay. in in many documentaries about the film sure everybody pretty much except for jim james cameron was certain that Titanic was going to be an absolute bust. Really? No one was going to go see this film. Hmm. It's a film, and we already know the ending. It's a film about a ship that sinks. What's but the we point? we want to watch it What's sink. the point? Mm-hmm. And so, but everyone still went. There were mutinies within the crew because the film was over budget, past its schedule. Do you, do you know what the word mutiny means? Yes. So, like, people actually quit and, like, put James Cameron in a rowboat and pushed him off? People were, no. Okay. People, but, 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 Someone but, sat in the director's chair but, but, over but, his but, I'm the captain but, now. But very close to mutinous. Sure. Like, like people okay. were... People were losing their minds. People were done. People were wanting to boycott and find a way to get off the film. Sure. Nobody thought that this... Like, this film was a huge surprise when it did what it did. Sure. Because everyone thought... Why are we making a film? Why are we making a film about something we already know what the ending is? Sure. What's the point? Nobody thought Star Wars: A New Hope. Nobody uh, exactly. Nobody thought Star Wars was gonna. George Lucas. No one would fund it. George Lucas had to fund it himself. He like mortgaged his home and did stuff in order to fund Star Wars. Yeah. Which is why. Which is why not only is Star Wars. What I'm just saying that like it's. I'm I'm counter arguing his notion that st- that that Titanic was set up for success because it was this praised thing that everyone was excited to go see, and it, it wasn't. And it wasn't, but like a barn full of kerosene and dynamite and your Uncle Joe's firecrackers, once the fuse was lit, the snowball effect just took took like took effect. And that movie blew up. And and do you know that like do you know that that wasn't the atmosphere the the buzz around 
Gone with the Wind? I don't. I don't know that. I don't know. So that's, I, I mean, I have nothing else to argue. My, my argument is you're saying it's more financially successful, and I'm saying without telling me exactly how much it made after one re-release, that, that that's an invalid argument. So I'm, I'm not making the argument. the target audience? I'm not making the argument that per capita it's more successful. I'm just saying point blank, Gone with the Wind was more financially successful. Okay. That, that's it. And you make but, some but, valid points. Okay, but I'm, some interesting I'm, but points I'm, I'm just about wondering, what, how that landscape might and change. I, and, I, and I'm just wondering, if not per capita, if yeah. not taking, if, if not making all of the circumstances as even as possible. That's what inflation does. Then, then well, no, but I mean with the re-releases, with, okay. the cha- with the number of chances people have had to spend money on this movie. Right. Without making those equal, then, then who cares? Who cares that it's made more? Of course it has. Right. It's it's also made more than like if 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 we're not going to equal the number of releases, then it's also made a lot more than the movie that hasn't had a release yet. So so we're still talking about movies that have had like benefited from re-releases. One of them was Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah. And it still ranks fourth on the list with Gone with the Wind being number one. Okay. So I'm just stating like. Yes, which, it's which, had more time. Which, which then again makes it a better film than Gone with the Wind, as far as box office goes, or as far as finances go, because it's 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 covered close to the same amount of ground in a much shorter time, and with much fewer releases, with much fewer shots at the net. It it, it made almost the same basket, mm-hmm. but it took much fewer shots in order to do it. We're Gone with the Wind made a lot of baskets, but it also took a shit ton of shots in order to get there. You make some interesting points, but I'm not buying it. That's I'm, fine. I'm staying with my original point. You don't need to. Emily does. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to convince you. What say you? What say you? They're just looking at me. Ah, uh, yikes. Okay, well, I was thinking about the target audience of these films. Okay. Just because I, I think, uh, I think by adding a gratuitous nudity scene, hmm. Titanic may have cheated a little. I never thought of that. Potentially. Because, I, I mean, whenever there's new, like look, remember your sex, teenage self. Sex sells it does. in media. Uh, I don't think that cheapens the film. I don't think that scene cheapens the film. Sure. I just mean to say <laughs> that when you add that in, you add a reason, particularly for a bunch of men in trench tro- trench coats to show up. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure there weren't right there like, weren't men in the back of the theater in Titanic <laughs> playing. The with target themselves. audience of Gone with the Wind, I'm assuming, is female. Um. I don't know if I would really say that, but I don't know. I like, we're, are we ca- we're categorizing both these films as romances? They're both romances set in larger macro pictures. So in this case, yeah. the tragedy of Titanic. In the case of and Gone with the Wind, the tragedy of the American Civil, Civil War. War. So, so I will acknowledge that Titanic uh, ha- has an advantage with its box office which is what you were arguing, okay. 
that it has an advantage with its box office because Titanic, if there's if there's something about the movie you don't like, if you don't like the romance aspect of the movie, mm-hmm. there's so much more movie there for you. If yep. you don't like the action and the death, there's there's so much there for you. Mm-hmm. If all you're into is period stuff, if all you're into is what, like, Titanic is a film that's got, uh, it, it's true, Titanic's a film that's got something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Ergo, better film. I Like, like, I I agree. I agree that it's at an advantage, but that's because it's a better, more rounded film. It's got something for everybody. So so two things to that. The five-year-old in me loved Titanic. Not all of it. Five-year-old in me didn't understand all of Titanic. Five-year-old in you, or however old you were when you first started watching Titanic. Didn't understand. Didn't understand a lot of it, but there was obviously something there. Yep. Five-year-old you, five-year-old me doesn't give a shit about Gone with the Wind. <laughs> right. Because there's nothing there for you. Right. Uh, uh, two things. One, jumping back to the social media thing. The second release in 2012 totally was at a time where social media, internet, and pop culture played into the swirling of oh, the absolutely. second release. Oh, sure. Which Gone with the Wind did not have. Okay. But to your point, whether which one's better, that's for the audience to decide. Everything that you just said about Titanic... Gone with the Wind has. It's a period piece. It has romance. It has a larger macro picture of a war occurring. It has characters. It has a development in characters. But but does five-year-old you, and be honest, yeah. does five-year-old you want to watch Gone with the Wind? I don't know. I watched it when I was relatively young. Probably not five. Probably ten or younger. Do you think five-year-old you would be somewhat interested in Titanic? Just the just the scale of it alone. I'm not trying to be difficult because no, no, no. I, I get what you're saying. If you don't know, you don't know. Question. Titanic is so different because five, not five, but seven year old or however old we were, we were obsessed with Titanic to begin with. So because James Cameron made an amazing Titanic, movie, I knew nothing about Titanic prior to the movie. Just mm, just just to be fair, I knew stuff about Titanic before the James but Cameron how? movie. But how? Other movies, other books, other. At that Just age, really? In you think so? About a giant ship that yeah. sank. I didn't see. We never talked. We never talked die. about it. In I never high saw Titanic immediately. Immediately when it came out, so that gave me a couple more years. So I might have been, I don't know. I was yeah. older than five. Okay. I was older than five. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's. I think we're walking in circles yeah. with this argument. Now we have to pass it over to Emily. <laughs> we put her in an awful spot. We, this we, is really. We lied yeah. to her about why she was here. Yeah, we said we were giving her supper. <laughs> And all she got was she, a moldy she, bag she of tea. She fed me, and I still <laughs> so subjected I'm, her. So, so can we condense this into like one line? Like, what am I? Am I deciding whether my my point was point is Gone with the Wind was the most gone, financially successful movie, and, and that makes it better than Titanic. Is your argument? Yes. And and my argument is its financial success is irrelevant because it's not. Like because the argument that he's brought isn't rounded out numbers wise. It's it's he's he's giving us numbers based off eight re releases over the course of uh thirty almost a hundred years now. Coming up on well, eighty years. Eighty. Eighty years. And my numbers are based off of two releases instead of nine over the course of not quite twenty five years yet. What are the other films in this list? 
of highest gross that you said Avatar. Avatar's in, number two. And you two. think Avatar is a piece of shit. For sure. So, uh, and I'm not saying financial things are like as you see i'm just going by category by category finance is being one of the many so okay, okay. so but here's a so here's a question sure is avatar a better movie than titanic before i answer that question for you have you ever heard of the term an outlier yes but is avatar uh, no Avatar is the outlier on this list because the adjusted to inflation list is gone with the wind which i think is a great movie Avatar is the outlier. Titanic is three. New Hope is four. Avengers Endgame is five. Sound, Sound of Music is six. Okay. Seven okay. is E.T. And eight and nine are movies that... Would you say... They're all big movies. Would you say that A New Hope is better than Endgame? Define better. A better film. Is A New Hope a better film than Endgame? I probably would. And are, and is Endgame and A New Hope a better film than The Sound of Music? Be honest. Better for technical no, Star no, no, Wars no, 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 for technical just achievements. Film. Just overall, is is either A New Hope mm-hmm. or? I will say Sound of Music is a better film, but. I'm not stating that this hierarchy of like however however a film ends is how a film is graded. I'm saying I feel like well, the most logical the way to determine this is, what you're is saying. to just go like Pete is doing category by category. That's exactly what I'm doing. And Brady's kind of you're kind of muddying the waters a little bit. How sorry? How I'm, so so so. <laughs> yes. I'm. You're going. We're talking about we're talking about we're talking about gross this, right now. Film gross, right? Point, okay. Ron Grossing, film. Yeah, right. I, I think. I don't. I think this category has to go to Pete because if it's the highest grossing, it gets a point. That's all I said. I'm not saying it's the best movie because so, it's the highest grossing. Yeah. I'm just saying it's the highest. So we're going grossing. through. We're, look, we're going through category by category, and if at the end of the day, Titanic has more points, Titanic wins. But this point goes to Pete and Gone with the Wind. Okay. So, but I'll just say that we, while we adjusted it for inflation based on date, okay. we didn't adjust it for how long it's been out and the number of releases. So I would say, again, I would say, I'll, like, I'll concede that point to you. Well, that's just too bad for, yeah, no, for no, no. James yeah, Cameron yeah. not releasing it more times than twice. Mm. But he did I, benefit from DVD, <laughs> Blu-ray Yeah, no, no, for sure. And, and, and so is Gone with the Wind. But I, you know, and yeah. but but I'll say I think it's yeah. impressive that Gone with the Wind is number one. Because oh, for sure. It's an old film. Oh, for sure. Well, and most and and a lot of the films on that list are. And it's harder for like, at that time, it was harder for word to get around. Yeah. No, for sure. And in nineteen ninety seven, no, when Titanic yeah, came out, yeah, and abso- like certainly twenty twelve. Absolutely. When it came out again. Absolutely, yeah. I'm conceding that point to you. I would just say I think uh, I would be curious to know. I'd be curious to see the uh, how much money it had actually made after one release, or a- after two releases, right? Or, or or how much did they make on their initial release? It'd be interesting to know, like, was it top heavy, like you're saying, like was it the first two initial initial releases and then kind of just crickets over the next? Like, few? I'm I'm curious, and I'm not going to try to get the point back. I'm, I get your not... point because it it does seem unfair that obviously the more times you release a film, the more money is going to make. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I, and yeah, and I'm like honestly, I'm just B curious now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm just curious. But now. how many, fr- from a ratio perspective, Titanic has always been available for home release. Yeah. So original. Gone with the wind has not. Yeah. So original release. So for people to see it again, they had to go see it again in the theater. Yeah. Original release. Okay. Worldwide. Okay. Gone with the wind. Made three hundred ninety-one million. Worldwide original release. Okay. Over all of its releases, um, yeah. So it, it made three hundred ninety-one million worldwide. Okay. Uh, Titanic on its original release made uh, one point eight billion. So that's 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 what I would say. Like if you're if you're if you really want to compare apples and apples, mm-hmm. you got to pick the same number of releases, and and do that. But what's your next category, sir? My next category. We're already an hour in. Is how many categories do you have, Pete? How many billion did you say Titanic? One point eight. So three hundred and ninety-one million in nineteen thirty-nine, adjusted to inflation, is the equivalent to seven billion. Actually, no, that's not true. Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, no film is made. <laughs> Seven billion. Sorry, four point six billion. Uh, I think that was adjusted to. There's, there's, there's no way any film not adjusted to inflation made three hundred ninety-one million in the thirties. Uh, potentially d- d- during the depression. Yeah, people still went and saw films. Three hundred ninety-one million. Yeah. I don't know. I would Worldwide? argue that, but that's fine. Yeah. Like collect. Yeah. That's hard to say. Um, my next point is tackling the whole building a Titanic. We had to tackle this insurmountable challenge from a technical production live set perspective. So my definition here is just what had to be done to create the environment to film the movie. Okay. Uh, because by your own admission, Titanic was very CGI light. Like, very there's a couple scenes we talked about them that a couple of you extensions can tell there's okay cj but overall like it's a real set real real locations mm-hmm. etc but there is still cgi used sure my example is from a 1959 movie that had movies on or scenes set on similar scale of just magnitude that used zero CGI. Ben-Hur, 1959. I was, I'm like, are you going to talk about the Ten Commandments? The chariot race, battleship scenes, just for the time. And I, I, incidentally, it actually had a massive, massive production value. Massive. Like hundreds of millions of dollars in 1959. Yeah. So Titanic... Uh, is that your, sorry? Is that your argument? My argument is like pretty much two sentences long. My only short. other, my only other, more modern day example. So I'm going to use two. So Ben Hur is the kind of gold standard one. The more modern one is Lord of the Rings. Mm. Lord of the Rings did use some CGI. Yeah, but it was very, very heavy on the real sets, real horses in a field, walkable sets, real landscapes, miniatures, like just it was. 
Sure. Um, camera shots. Camera shots. Where they yeah. were making Frodo look smaller than Gandalf. So my <laughs> two yeah, the examples. perspective shots are yeah, very cool. My two examples would be Ben-Hur, Lord of the Rings for technical production live set perspective. Okay. Um, so uh, as far as production budget goes, sure. um, Titanic at the time with a $200 million budget set the record for high, most expensive film ever made. Right. Um, that's just on record. Yep. Um, I completely reject your Ben-Hur argument um, because you are arguing that a film didn't use technology that wasn't available to it. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, Ben-Hur didn't use CGI because because there was no CGI. And and, and the only way it becomes valid is if you can get the director to, to give us a call and let us know that had that technology been available to him, he still wouldn't have used it whereas titanic was a film that could have cgi'd a hell of a lot more than they did and chose not to chose to go practical effects even to the point of saying models because the opening shots of titanic Mm -hmm. while some of those are like the the underwater scuba stuff while while the majority of those are uh real footage some of those shots aren't and I would challenge you to sit and tell me which ones are real and which ones aren't. Which means they could have easily done them all with models. They could have done it much cheaper, much easier. They could have faked it, mm-hmm. and they chose not to. Right? They made choices when they could have used computer technology. They could have used models. They could have used whatever. Mm-hmm. And they chose, no, 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 let's, like, for the integrity of this film. Mm-hmm. There's no way we can have a Titanic film and not have the, the the biggest cast member be the actual ship. Right. As far as building it goes, yeah, I mean they 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 reconstructed the Titanic. They 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 built like the sheer scale of the movie Titanic. I I just it's it's mind-boggling for for someone who's studied a lot of film stuff and and has made some really low quality videos himself mm-hmm. uh i i can't wrap my head around all that they did with titanic to build the ship in the sections that they did with with the bow or the back of it i think that's the bow mm-hmm. um tilting up I, to i googled a, it like before we did the podcast and i already forget <laughs> on this on this hydraulic yep thing that that tilts and and does all this stuff the fact that all the interiors they rebuilt the grand staircase they rebuilt whatever hmm. um yes ben hur and lord of the rings had practical effects mm-hmm. um and, and and lord of the rings is incredible i'm uh, like i yeah. said i'm i'm, di- I'm discrediting ben hur i think lord of the rings is, is is a worthy argument sure um but i would say where lord of the rings kind of lacks yep is in their set building, um, which admittedly their set building, we're talking about like achieving visual stuff and yep. building sets, right? Yep. Um, a lot of, with the exception of Bag End and, and one or two other, like some Rivendale stuff, yep. a lot of Lord of the Rings sets were just New Zealand landscape that they found. And then used some CGI to change the background, extend that, remove a mountain, add a mountain. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of sort of landscape CGI work done with that. Yep. 
Uh, and the only thing and, that... But alternatively, there were some places where they literally just went to a remote location and built, like, the Rohan King. Yes, and that's and that was really cool. That's incredible. Yep. Yep. And it's still there. Some of it. Right. Um, but I think the trouble is the... Because there were only ever different artists' renditions of Middle Earth, there was a lot of there was a lot less scrutiny that they were going to be under. There was scrutiny, but there was a lot of freedom. Sure. There was a lot of really we can make this look however we want. We can design this however we want. Our Rohan's gonna be our Rohan. <laughs> right. At the end of the day. Titanic, not only did they have to build this incredibly massive ship, mm-hmm. um, it had to be so perfect. It, it, th- there was no room for error. There was no room for creative liberty. There was no room to say, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't know why they designed the staircase this way. Let's do it this way because it's going to work out better for our camera angles. Mm. No, no, no. It was, this is this is how this needs to be built. Mm. Um, and they did it. It was the highest production cost of all time. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just... It's monumental. Like I can't, I, I, like I said, I can't get over the scale of what they did. The shots you'll see behind the scene shots of of massive, um, massive room sound stages that are flooded with like seawater, and James Cameron is in there with a wetsuit, and and they're all the people are floating in the water, and the water is actually like you can <laughs> they can see their breaths. <laughs> Like it's not negative two. They they've been painted up to, but it's not warm water. Right. People are it's not a jacuzzi. They're, they're not faking that shivering. People are cold, and people are. So that's that's my I think argument. I need to start instating a time limit. <laughs> so, but that's my argument. My argument yeah. is your Ben Hur argument is BS. I I reject that. Lord of the Rings is a better argument, uh, but it it's they st- I think Lord of the Rings still used a lot more CGI than Titanic did. Yeah. Uh, and didn't have wasn't wasn't held to a you need to get, make this look exactly right. Sure. The only thing I want to say about Ben Hur is yes, they didn't have CGI, so we're kind of negating what they've done because they didn't have availability to it. So that counts less for some reason. All I will say about <laughs> for that some is reason. all I will say about that is if if, if you have two athletes, one using steroids and one not using steroids and they end up with different product of accomplishment you have to look at the one who didn't use steroids who didn't have the availability of steroids and look at what they accomplished and although it might be slightly inferior to what the steroid using athlete used they didn't have the availability of that Mm -hmm. that's so that's why i don't think if you want to say titanic was better than ben-hur that's fine but you can't throw Ben Hur out with the bathwater for that reason. Okay. Yeah, I I acknowledge that. I would say uh, I would say using something like steroids that is genuinely <laughs> considered cheating. cheating. It's a weird. I couldn't think of an actual like non-negative yeah. connotation. I mean, steroids is is, is kind of cheating, and uh, and I think there's a. I don't think Titanic should be in any way faulted for using the CGI that it no. did. Nope. Um, because I think again good filmmaking is understanding and utilizing all of the tools that are available to you. For sure. So, anyway. This is fun for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. There's don't know. there's like a, a healthy <clears throat> mix of sarcasm and genuineness in there. I'm so tired. Oh, uh, <laughs> we're we're getting near the end. Her her vacation has uh, has declined. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I have to acknowledge Pete's point about Ben Hur because I do think the manpower it takes to put together scenes like that without the use of special effects is worth considering because instead of moving forward with the film they could have just gone ah it's not worth it (laughs) however let's just go brady's point about titanic not using cgi when it could have is also very valid in this in this category so it's uh, this is like a difficult category (laughs) Which is again what the special effects category or the just technical the, the production technical... and live set? What what they achieved with what and, they and their means of doing it? Yeah. Okay. I think this is Titanic's point. Okay. Okay, we have one last category, so make it a good one. Okay. I'm going to quickly touch on one, and it's you don't have to take it for a point because I want, I really want to touch on this. The most comparable movie, because Titanic is about a tragedy. Mm-hmm. The most comparable thing I could think of is Schindler's List. Because of how it was accomplished, and I find it's potentially more artistic. Uh, the methods that they use for the storytelling is more artistic than Titanic. Uh, but it's very similar in how it makes us feel and the portraying of a human story and a human horrendous tragedy. So I feel like that I would put higher on the best films ever than Titanic. But... I will, and, and I also touched on Lord of the Rings, so we don't need to touch on that. Soundtrack, I'm not even touching with a 10-foot pole because although I think there are better movie soundtracks, soundtrack from Titanic is amazing. So James, James Horner's work is phenomenal. I'm not touching that with the 10-foot pole. What I will t- underline or touch on is the underlining, underlying character story. So in Titanic, uh, just if you write it out on a piece of paper, it's rather weak. It's two people who are on the same ship for four days. They're not together the whole four days. They're together maybe 24 hours at most, like in the same room. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, So two movies that I think, the one's a bit of a stretch, but I will stick with it. Two movies that I think have a better underlying character story that are on the top movies of all time. Vertigo for its underlying psychological underpinnings. Is that the weak one? No, not at all. Because these psychological underpinnings they to that occurs to the protagonist are discussed in post-secondary institutions across the nation no one's talking about jack and rose at psychology 101 Mm -hmm. this one's a bit weak but it's it's kind of like the subjective example my a better example of a more complex underlying story is castaway the actual love, not just, hey, I met you four days ago, but actual love of two individuals, which is ended when one is presumed dead, the other then returns, and then they have to move on with their life with the way that things have unfolded. So the, the weakness of the underlying story as far as romantic character interaction. So, so you're, you're, the topic is character storylines? Yeah. Okay. Um... I, yeah, I would. I mean, I really disagree with the Vertigo one, but that's. I, I think Vertigo, although I enjoyed it, is yep. just overall a screwy movie. 
Yeah, um, it's weird. Uh, Castaway is another film I adore, mm-hmm. um, and and is is really really good. Doesn't make my top five, would definitely make my top ten. It's pretty. Um, and and I think I think you've undercut yourself, uh, and this can't be used against me because I, there's no self incrimination here. <gasps> I think you've undercut yourself because I think uh, I think really uh, the the relationship that you should look at in Castaway is Chuck, the Tom <laughs> Hanks's character, mm-hmm. uh, relationship with himself. For sure. um, and and that to me is the most interesting portion of that. Titanic. So you've touched on Jack and Rose. Sure, that's fantastic. Um, there's so many different storylines that are happening in this movie, though. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to the other, like your the two that you've suggested, there's really only one storyline, and it's kind of a main, especially Vertigo. Like Vertigo, you're you're constantly following Jimmy Stewart's character. That's just the story. Yep. Um, and I mean. Castaway is he's it's him the volleyball like it's you know who knows what they were doing when no one was looking but it it's yeah there's but, there's one story but the underlying story with Helen Hunt is a main factor sure but it's never we never revisit it we never see Helen Hunt without Tom Hanks mm. Helen Hunt's story is always still just Chuck's story right um, Titanic as far as yeah as so you've got old Rose um, and you have her coming to terms with, uh, not even coming to terms with, completing her unfinished business. She's she's making peace with the story. She's opening up and telling the story that she's, she's for who knows what reasons, have kept inside of her all this time. Um, and, and doing so to, to the degree that she's able to let go uh, and, 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 move on to what is eventually mm-hmm. or essentially reuniting with Jack. Right. Um, you have Bill Paxton. Uh, so uh, whatever is Brock Lovett. Brock Lovett. And the other douchebags on that ship. <laughs> <laughs> who go from treasure hunters who mm-hmm. by the time the film is over mm-hmm. have really understood the impact of Titanic, have mm-hmm. understood the loss of the lives, mm-hmm. have have reached a point where the diamond it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? And there's actually an alter- alternate ending to Titanic um, right, where, where Rose still goes to throw the heart of the ocean over the railing mm-hmm. and the crew and her granddaughter kind of intercept her yep. and there's this whole ordeal and, and and that was removed right because fundamentally it's that that wasn't true to their story mm-hmm. the fact that they reach a point where you know he throws the cigar mm-hmm. and he says you know all these years and i never let it in mm-hmm. i never really let it impact me right. you have jack who is this tumbleweed in the wind mm-hmm. who uh, just gets just gets really lucky. Jack Jack's story, he doesn't really develop, mm-hmm. right? Jack's just, Jack plays the role of a catalyst mm-hmm. for Rose's story. Yep. And Rose is this girl who feels trapped. Sure. She's physically trapped, yep. kind of, right? She's in this relationship that's awful and she's kind of been betrothed to douchebag McDoucheyton. <laughs> And uh, but she's but she's also trapped in this life. She's trapped in this horrible notion that we're proper mm-hmm. and we don't mingle with second class. We don't mingle with third class. Mm-hmm. And and Jack allows her I, again. I just I keep coming back to this line of 
he saved her in every way that a person can be saved. Mm-hmm. Not just from the tragedy of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Not just from falling over the back of the railing. Those are the obvious. For sure. He saved her from who knows what kind of life, what kind of mentality, what kind of marriage she would have been in. He saved her. So so her story alone is incredible. Right. Um, and then, I mean, you've just got this inkling of it. And, and it, it, there's too many of them to unpack. But just the story overall of all of these individuals who lost their lives, mm. lost their... You, you, you see it in the woman who's crying on the Carpathia, who's, who's talking to the guy, looking for her husband. There must be another, there must be another passenger list. There must be a... Right? So, so you can even just from that mm. infer like the impact of these character stories and where they go and how it... How it mm. you know. that's, that's all valid. The only thing I'm going to ask... And I'm not, well, I, I guess I am trying to deflate what you're I saying. I would hope so. Because this is a debate. But before I hand it over to Emily, who's on the cover of Titanic? Is it the crew member of the treasure finding ship? Is it the 1500 passengers? Or is it Jack and Rose? I mean, it depends on, it depends on <laughs> which release, like which deep, whether it's the DVD or the Blu-ray or the, yeah. I mean, there's so many, right, there's right, different right, posters. Right. Jack and Rose I've, is I've, my point. I, I would say that's weak. So we're talking underlying story. So we're taking a movie, Schindler's List, set Mm -hmm. in the Holocaust. Sure. And we're taking... No, Castaway and Vertigo. Castaway and Vertigo. I I just touched on... Schindler's List as it was a comp. Yeah, that's a that's okay. he's not using that to argue yeah. things. You can you can keep it in the back of your mind for those listening at home as a point for Pete. Okay, so Castaway and Vertigo. Vertigo, which I've not seen. Okay. I've seen Castaway. You're not missing I've not a seen lot. Vertigo. Yeah. Um Also Tom Hanks is the only one on the cover of Castaway, so Helen Hunt's storyline is now irrelevant story. based on your Um Man, so I had it in my head that whole time that we were comparing it with Schindler's <laughs> List. Because, personally, mm-hmm. I think there are better love stories than Jack and Rose. Like, a lot of oh, love sure. stories that are better than Jack and Rose. Yeah, From a love story standpoint, sure. Um, yep. So what makes Titanic compelling is not Jack and Rose. No. I don't think. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so... But if we're just talking, like we're talking overall story then, we're not talking like some additional story used to push forward telling a historical, you know, we're adding, we're adding some emotional attachment to a real thing that happened. Yeah. Castaway is not a real thing that happened. For, so I'm finding it hard to compare these for the these very films. for the very reasons that we talked about underlying character story. So I can throw Schindler's List into here. What? No, 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 no. no. Your it. argument is okay. over. It's been passed over to Emily. No way. Character development or or like you know compelling story. Uh, like Castaway is strong because it's just Tom Hanks on a deserted island all by himself does he really grow or change that much though like i, I that's i'm not trying to mm-hmm. like like i'm trying to think because i really enjoy that movie right. i'm thinking tom hanks at the beginning of the film versus tom hanks at the end of the film he's gone through this thing but but he's not 
like there's not really anything wrong with him at the start of the film. There's no there's no growth that he needs to go on. There's no mm. journey. It's just a really unfortunate thing that happens to him. I guess I think if you take away the giant ship and mm-hmm. the the like 1500 people dying and the tragedy of this whole thing, sure. you're left with a pretty weak mm-hmm. thing. So if, you can't really. If you like, take away Tom Cruise being stuck on the island, you're stuck with a very weak thing. Tom like that's Hanks a, or Tom Hanks. Yeah. So, but, so sorry, I'm, I'm thinking about who I want to, to have these, stuck on an island. <laughs> I'm finding it hard to compare these two films yeah. because it's also really late. So I okay. Well, some ways, from, yeah, yeah. So just character and story development. Which do you think is? It's not even character story devel- like development per se. Just the underlying character story. Okay. Uh, it's character story. Yeah. So okay. the story of Vertigo. Castaway compared to just two teenagers who don't know what love means. <laughs> Which I like, I would partly agree with. I do think there's this like selfishness with Jack and Rose. There's this sure. like, oh yeah, uh, but but often nobody love, exists. Often but love us. is mm-hmm. that's love. Is that's te- that's accurate teenager love. Sure, sure, one hundred percent. Um. <laughs> Poor Emily. It's a deciding it. vote. I can't yeah. do it. I mean, yeah, character. <laughs> you didn't say character development. You said character story. Story. Yeah. It's yeah, not the character story that's compelling in Titanic. It's the ship sinking. So <laughs> now it's a tie. Okay. Yeah. So it's a tie. I'm then. giving tie. Pete the point. All right. So I mean, what really matters not so much is is what Pete or I think or what Emily thinks. Yeah. It's what do you think? what you guys think. Yeah. So whether it's in uh, commenting down below on Podbean, uh, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, yeah, yeah, Instagram, or um, on the, the the TikTok there, just um, just send us a drop us a line and no, and tell us like what, what do is you think? The best movie ever. What do you think? Uh, is 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 uh well yeah let us know what you know let us know what the best movie in the world is in your opinion Mm -hmm. but also let us know which one of us whether pete or i who do you Mm -hmm. think won the debate who do you think debated or 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 argued stronger um be our tiebreaker i don't really care about that just which movie do you think is better titanic or any of the ones that i mentioned Oh, I, no, I want to know both. Let us know both. Let us, let us know. know let, drop us a name. Say which movie is better. Sure. Uh, and then say either Brady or Pete. Let us know. Just let us know. Break the tie for us. So, All right. anyways, thank you. Thank you, Emily. Thanks, thanks for listening. I thanks, can't believe Emily. it's already four in the morning. It's, that's, yeah. <laughs> the sun's coming up. Let's uh, go home. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>